Good evening, friends. Welcome to another episode of Perfect in Love with John and Kim. I'm John. And I'm Kim. Here we are. We are sweaty and gross. Uh, summer arrived today in Michigan. It did not come Amazon Prime, and uh, spring never showed, but summer's here. Yay! It's, it's not even Memorial Day yet, so that's neat. Um, well, we just got done exploring nature and walking, getting exercise. I'm hydrating so I don't die. Thank you for teaching me that, Mr. Matthew. But we had to go exercise and walk because we had a oh lot of delicious fattening food down Did you know Peking. they can deep fry ice cream? I knew what? it, but... We had fried ice cream. We did. We it's did. A thing. Um, so yeah, that was delicious. Uh, lovely local establishment that we enjoy. Well, just more than we're just going to talk about here right now. We like going there. Just go. Go check it out sometime if you're in the area. You'll probably see us. It's very Huron County-ish. Unless you're Vanessa, then you'll go the one day we went there. So. Way to go, Vanessa. Good job, Vanessa. That's somebody we haven't had on here. Yeah. Probably because we only record like half hour-ish episodes. That would be like a seven segment one. <laughs> That's not very nice. <laughs> but if she's listening, she's laughing, so. Oh, she's not listening. I've never seen her do that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you were just so full of it. Today. Roasted. <laughs> uh, so on that note, tonight we do have a guest uh, interview with a worship arts camp friend here at Bayshore and he is normally standing next to me when I tell jokes Brian Lockhart man he's old just like me he's old just like you he's older than both of us well I know but I know what some of you are thinking how many people could possibly be older answer is at least one Brian is older uh, we've known Brian for a good deal of time. I have counseled with him many years. It's weird we kept ending up in the same cabin together. As, uh, well, co-counselors. So you are both male. It's true. The fact. fact that at worship arts we ended up with a certain amount of male campers that only require a few male counselors. So you ended up with Brian every year. We would post cabin assignments. And you always ended up with Brian. Or Brian always ends up with the other guys now. Surprise! Yeah, I feel like it's more fair to say Brian always got stuck with me. Um, okay, yeah. You're going to love listening to Brian. As I think I could speak for any camper that him and I have ever had in a cabin. Um, he just... I mean, like we said about everybody, I think the, the Holy Spirit radiates off of him. But the words that he chooses to share with you are always impactful. Um, you know, I could give a 20-minute sermon, and if I get out of the Lord's way, and it's really, really, really good, maybe some people walk away being impacted by, like, 20 words, right? And that I would be happy with. That would be really good. I think a lot of people would be happy if it, if, if you talked to somebody and said things and you know even that much was impactful 
Brian, on the other hand, we could be doing devotions in the cabin or talking with campers somewhere, and he would say 30 words total, and they would remember 20 of them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Okay. That's the mad scientist in a nutshell. That's Brian. His, his commit. He grew up in Michigan. He grew up south of here. Owasso. Um, Owasso. But he moved to Kentucky. I don't know what. You probably correct us, but a decade or so ago. Yeah, eighty-three years ago. Yeah, when the dinosaurs walked the earth. Anyway, sorry, Brian. But eighty-four um, years. Eighty-four years. Titanic reference. <laughs> Um, anyway, his commitment to coming up to camp and serving, um, he drives from Kentucky now and he comes up here and volunteers mm-hmm. for the week and, um, he teaches throughout the school year. He's a mad science teacher. I don't want to take away from Brian's commitment to serving in a servant's heart because that's definitely there. I do want to know that when we talk about him driving from Kentucky to come up here and serve, there is the fact that he is a man of tradition. And so just because he lives in Kentucky doesn't mean he can quit coming to Bayshore for that week in the summer. That's just what he does. Yep. He Um, he wears the same hat. (laughs) He wears the same type of sandals. It might even be the same pair. I don't know. He wears the same few camp shirts. Yep. Um, Hence the nerds reference. If he, anybody like read our post today, that's where nerds came from. He wears a Camp, camp Hartley, Hartley shirt that if you pick read up the your camp nerds, Hartley, pick, yeah, pick up your nerds. And he has the same type of water bottle. Um, I swear he had the same one for at least a decade. His hair will be cut the same way. His beard and mustache will be oiled up and shaped the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like a compass. It always points north. Does he always pick the same bunk? Pretty much. Okay. We've moved into a couple of different cabins, but... And it might be different nowadays with the other Yeah, the we, other kids, we, we but... shifted things around throughout the years a little bit, but it's basically the same uh, you know, principle, same process. He makes it the same way. He packs and brings the same stuff. Um, dude has a process, has a way to life. He knows the things he likes, and he's not afraid to add new things, but if he likes it, it's here. Forever. Kind of like your hairy body wash. Hey, that's different. And they haven't agreed to sponsor us. I'm not giving them a plug as being one of the best companies on the universe on our podcast um, until that day happens, <laughs> which would be epic. It was really cool. So grateful for everyone that's listened. Uh, we finally hit like Spotify's criteria to get picked to have pre-recorded ads and um, try and monetize and, and actually pay for this thing. Um, so that was neat. It's just neat. And it wasn't so much the ability to have ads and maybe make money mm-hmm. as much as it was, wow, there's enough people listening that this is like a thing. This is a thing now. So it was cool. We're a thing. Another fun fact that Spotify informed me of through electronic mail Saudi today. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. We are, this show, and I'm sure people in Saudi Arabia know because obviously they're listening. Right. We are the... 47th most listened to Christian podcast on the Spotify platform in Saudi Arabia. In case you wanted to know that. I'm sure none of you were as surprised as we were. I was most surprised to find out that there's 47 Christian podcasts listened to on Spotify (laughs) in Saudi Arabia. But I don't know much about Saudi Arabia, if I'm being honest. So um, I'm a little worried 
now with all that information that's all coming to light, uh, actually discussed it at work this morning that, you know, we're going to end up on like an FBI watch list or something. And so. Sorry, you just kicked your cat bones in your chair. Yeah, she's needy tonight. I had another fun fact I thought of, but it went away. I don't know. We are spicy tonight. <laughs> just, just we had tacos. You had hot we had, sauce on your. I had um, enchiladas. Enchiladas. Actually, okay. You had hot sauce on yours. Um, so things that are coming up and going on, we are spinning right in the summer camp season, and it's beautiful. Um, there are plenty of bunks left for your child to come to camp, and you really, really should send them. If you've been listening at all, common theme in all the interviews we've had, everybody we've talked to, lives get changed at camp. Impacts are made that last a lifetime that help. Um, not just in what should be the only reason we need, which is eternal issues, but in just life correction and, and how you're going to live this life out here and its positive impact. So it's worth the investment. It's worth giving up your kid for a week or three days. Do it. If you have questions on it, you need help, ask us. If you send them to primary camp, you might see a cute little dog in a poodle skirt. What more reason do you need? Mm-hmm. Pretty Mabel is ready to go. Now, you have several opportunities before you'd have to ship your kid off to come explore the camp and see the things that happen here, see the facilities, meet the people, and, uh, you know, judge for yourself if it's worth the time. One, coming up Memorial Day weekend is a good uh, family-friendly, safe camping opportunity for your family. We call it Family Foundation Weekend. So you can come tent camp, you can bring a camper. There may be some lodging available for rent still. Uh, That stuff does book up quick. So go online or call and make your reservation going to be cheaper for you than going to the state parks or the private campgrounds. There's going to be less crowded. There are going to be less drunk, weird people to have around your children. And if that's your family, I apologize. But also, maybe still less drunk, weird people around your children and yourself. Less crowded, more activities. You're cooking? I am cooking. So, and and affordable dining for the weekend if you don't want to cook for yourself. Those options are there. So I encourage you to do that. I'm giving up weekend with my family and a weekend that we love to go up north and, and fellowship with family to work and do my job here and serve. And I think you should come take advantage of that. After that, there is Spring Family Fun Days, which is a free camping weekend. Mm-hmm an opportunity to come check out the activities with the family that the camp has to offer. Highly recommend taking advantage of that. And then what is it the week after that? <coughs> camp. We start camp. Yeah, then it's here. Um, if you can't make either one of those opportunities and you've never been here, get a hold of us. We'll arrange a time for you to come up and tour it and see what it's all about. And we would love to see your smiley faces. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you want to do more than that, frankly, there is a lot of stuff to do here. Mm-hmm. There's so a lot of a lot of projects that still we have to, to come get done. See you help. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of projects we have to get done in order to get ready for the first week of camp. So if there's any time that you can uh, give up and help serve, that would be much appreciated. 
all that said, we love you all. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you for listening to all our friends talk about why we think this place is awesome. I think we're going to keep talking about things like that. We may not have interviews like this throughout the summer, but maybe we'll just keep you posted, give you live updates on the camps that are happening. Yeah, what's going on. What we've witnessed, because we like to sit during worship and watch the kids and watch them interact throughout the day, so there might be cool stories that we can tell you and and keep you updated. Yeah. On a note not related to camp. There's been a note not related to camp? Yeah. Wow. We are in the process of planning a church in Unionville. We've mentioned it a couple times. Crossroads Christian Church. Our website is up. Our Facebook is up for the church. We have launched our giving campaign to make the ministry happen. If you live in this area and you need a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church family to be a part of, I think we could have something for you from this fall. And we'd love your help getting it off the ground. We'd love to know you. So check that out. And join that with us. It'll be a lot of fun and it'll be good and we will grow together. Yes, sir. Yeah. So on that note, I had some scripture brought up and we should pray and then we're going to let you hear from Mr. Brian Lawcock. So Matthew chapter five, one of my favorites talking about the uh, Beatitudes, Jesus here. Um, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. I don't know. That was just on my heart today, and I was reading through that, and I thought we'd share some of it. Not unlike Brian. No. So, you want me to pray? No. Yes. Yes. You're going to do it? No, I'm not going to. You know the answer. That, that. would have been the episode with the most listens yet. Guaranteed. Yeah, okay. Missed opportunity. Although I can write prayers. I wrote a whole curriculum for primary camp, so I can write them. I just don't like doing it on the True spot. True story. Okay. Lord, help us. Father, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your son. Thank you for letting us live with the Holy Spirit dwell within us. Thank you for this beautiful weather, all the new life surrounding us, the getting to see the the new uh, geese families, the, the ducks and the rabbits and, and everything around us in this place. Uh, thank you for all of the friends and families and, and people you haven't even met that listen to this and listen to your words and listen to just uh, how you speak and are moving within our lives and just allow us to be out of the way and you to speak whatever it is that needs to be said to impact and move each of these people. Lord, I ask that anybody listening to this that doesn't know you, that they just, um, that you stir within them, you make them bold and courageous to just step out and um, find whatever it is they need to find to to learn and to know you and to grow with you, Lord. And um, all of us that do know you and have accepted you um, to be bold and courageous and to grow within you and to just have that fire just burn lava hot 
and service for you and to just grow your kingdom, Lord. I ask all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, it's been fun. It's been real fun. Fun's been real. Fun's been real. <laughs> Such a dork. <laughs> You're my dork, and we love it. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, please like, subscribe, thumbs up, follow, do all the things on all the places. Comment. Comment. Yep. Nicely. If you have a thumbs down for us, just pretend it's a thumbs up. Tell us how we can fix it. All right. Seriously, though, if you follow us and subscribe on Spotify or Apple, whatever you listen to, that helps helps other people find us. So if you like it and you want to share it, that's the best way to help people find it. So thank you and have a wonderful night. Good night. All right, Brian, how did you come to be a part of Bayshore Camp? Well... I'm not sure it was originally my idea even. Um, I started at junior music eons ago. Um, I'm pretty sure it was just a flyer at church. Mom saw it and suggested you might want to go to this. And I said, okay. <laughs> and I went and the, kind of the rest is history. Well, um, you know, like how old you were, what grade it was, or um, I only did two years at junior music, so um, sixth grade, maybe. I guess six going into sixth. Okay, so eleven, twelve. So yeah, I mean, how did you, how did you feel going in? What were you excited, nervous? Um. Gosh, you're making me think. Oh, shame on Back us. Plus 25 years ago. I know. We talk about how old we are sometimes. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't remember feeling any particularly anxious or anything about it. It, it would have been the first time that I had done any kind of experience quite like this. But it wasn't the first time that I had been away from home for an extended period without my parents and you know, staying with grandparents or whatever, things like that. Um, but uh, I mean, I was, I've always been a little bit of a introvert, but I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as being completely shy either. So, you know, it, I just kind of rolled with it. And so it, it all kind of worked out. What about, I mean, do you, like, what did you, what did you know about the camp going in that you recall? Like, was there anything you were excited for? Or? I basically knew its name. Okay. <laughs> so. I, I really didn't know much of anything about it. You were an easygoing kid. You were just like, yeah, okay, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Get me out of the house early. <laughs> um, but once the first year happened, then it's like, when is camp next year? Okay. So what? You know, like, I'm definitely going back. So what happened that first year that, you know, that caused that? What, 
what memories do you have that you were like, okay, this is my, this is me now? And I think it was just the overall experience. Um, and I can remember that first year, um, I, they did a, a talent show one night and I had brought my clarinet along. Not, I mean, I guess there was something in the literature that said to do that. So I did probably not really expecting to necessarily use it, but there was, I don't, he wasn't my counselor, I don't think, but there was another one of the guy counselors that also played clarinet. And so he kind of helped me figure out something I could play and, and back me up on the piano. Um, you know, so that kind of inclusivity, um, you know, that it helps somebody feel like they should be there and, and you know, included. Um, you know, I just, you know, the, some of the, just the random happenings of camp that, you know, are stories that only make sense if you were there or with somebody else that was there. I think um, it, it, it makes total sense that that's the, one of the examples you would bring up though, the inclusivity of that and, and somebody you know, finding a way to incorporate you because, you know, having counseled with you for multiple times, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I see that in you is, is something important to you. And one of your strengths as a counselor is you were, you work really hard and you're really good at finding ways, you know, for campers to, to be included and to be able to do that stuff and, and showcase what they're passionate about. So it's neat hearing that going that that's kind of where that started for you. Somebody did that for you. And, and now you, you know, you, you do that for countless campers in the many, many, many years that it's been. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Um, are there any particular, so over the years of being a camper and, and even being on you know, volunteer staff and paid staff, for that matter, uh, Mr. Experience. What, um, are there any particular moments or people that stick out to you as having an impact on you? Um, there are several from over the years. Um, one moment does come to mind from early I think it was my second year. Um, so you might remember this one too, Kim. Quite possibly. Um, uh, it was, we were coming out of a, a session at, in the tabernacle. It might've been Thursday night. I don't remember exactly, but um, I remember the, the session being pretty moving and, and all of that. But what was kind of more impactful was we were coming out and it, it had been raining and about the time we were coming out of the tabernacle the clouds had lifted and there was a rainbow hmm. so just kind of the, the poeticness of all of that in the timing like hmm, that's not an accident no no there are many accidents no, here and that's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then I just, you know, the my time at as a camper in senior music and many of the years following that, you know, with the um, the main camp leadership at that time, Carrie Bailey and, and April Schmidt um, and Brian Sutherland and, and people like that. Um, just all the years that I had in connection with them um, as well as the counselors during that time, the Shepherds and um, Jordan Monti and Kurt Ivankovich. Oh, Kurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And just the, the connections that I had been able to make with those people, um, which, you know, that's always kind of the amazing thing about camp. You spend one week with these people. And yet when you come back the next year and it's just like, you know, no time is really Yep. Nothing else is spent in between. You just kind of pick up right where you left off, um, and you know the relationship just continues to build. That's cool. Somebody else we talked to described it as like what they hope a little taste of heaven is like. You know, mm-hmm. it's you you reunite with these people you don't see the rest of the year, and you know, yeah, it's just like nothing's happened, and you're just you pick right up and and things are dandy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Um, what about as a, as a counselor, is there anything that sticks out to you? Um, so well, there's lots of things. I mean, I, I realized not too long ago that I've been counseling longer than I was ever a camper. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, John was never a camper. <laughs> <laughs> that's cheating. Um, but uh, you know, so you get you get a couple different sides of things from that perspective because you know now when I switched into the counselor role, I saw different sides of people like you know, the deans and, and things, because uh, you see them in slightly different lights uh, in, in um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, a different perspective, I guess. Um, and but in the, the, the sense of the relationship changes a little bit now that you're more of a peer than the kind of staff camper relationship so that, you know, the, your, um, the amount of, and the type of what's being poured into you changes a little bit um, when that shifts. Um, and then you now get to be the ones to start pouring into the campers. Yeah. Um, and that, that that's a totally different perspective. Um, but you know, one of the reasons why I'm still counseling umpteen million years later. Um yeah, so it's just I don't know. It, it's tough for me to put into words, you know, even knowing that we were gonna interview you and do this, how 
how much of an impact I get to see you having. And so I just, I'm so eager to hear from you, you know, I don't know, just the impact that camp has on you and, and where, you know, your perspective, what you, you, what difference you feel like, you know, God's used you to make because I've gotten to witness it and it's so much fun. I've gotten to witness it. Um, I think sometimes one's own impact is a little harder to see. Um, you know, cause it's that kind of thing when you're in the moment, you don't necessarily realize what all's going on. Um, you know, cause I would kind of say the same thing to you, you know, as I've seen you interact with campers over the years that, you know, I've definitely seen some of those transformational things happen in, in different, all kinds of directions. Um, and, you know, I've certainly noticed especially year to year as, as campers have returned and you get, you get that, you get to see the, the growth um, in the campers, you know, as, as they mature themselves, as they get older, but also just um, that interaction with them gets to continue and you get to kind of help keep that growth going. How do you, I know that's one that I've, I, I don't want to say struggled with in recent years, but um, it's been an adjustment maybe. Um, seeing some of the campers that we had and what we've seen year over year become peers with us and become counselors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. how was, how's that struck you? <laughs> well, that makes me feel old for one. But, uh, <laughs> I think in another interview, I referred to myself as the great grandma counselor. <laughs> yeah. We're kind I of can in we're in that same era where <laughs> we have probably yeah. a great grandpa counselor now too. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely relate to that sentiment. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's exactly what we want to see happening, yeah. you know, um, you know, cause it, you know, just the, the march of time is at some point it's going to predicate, you know, us old folks moving on into different roles. Um, and so, you know, it's important that this kind of generational um, turnover, I guess, is there, um, you know, and that, you know, we can feel comfortable that um, there is a, a body of staff that have the, you know, the same um, sentiment behind the reasons they're we're all here, you know, and the, a similar purpose for what we're, we're striving for at camp. Um, it, while you were talking, it dawned on me that several weeks ago, we interviewed Annabelle and Corey together. And mm -hmm. Corey had made the reference to John that him and David want to be the next John and Brian, which I think <laughs> is really, really cool as far as you talking about the generational thing. And for those two to, to watch you guys and what you've done with open mic or even doing leaders in the cabin for them to say that is, is really cool. Mm -hmm. Some say cool. Some say terrifying. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> it could be both. Maybe different sides of the same coin. Well, and it's, it means that you've done something impactful and that, you know, both of you have made an influence on 
you know, and impacted their lives, which is, which is what we want to do as counselors, which, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's our main goal. So one last question. One of the things that, um, you know, the camping world has noticed, and, and I'm sure many other areas um, after the past couple of years with COVID and the, all the other different worldly things, shootings, whatever else, that there's a growing apprehension of sending your kids away to overnight things and to mm. uh, camps and the like, you know. So if you're talking to a perspective um, or a parent of a perspective camper, what, you know, what do you tell them in regards to that apprehension? Why should they send their kid? Um, so, you know, I, I can add, you know, with my specific connection to this camp, having been at kind of almost every level of its operation from camper to counselor to summer staff employment, you know, at the actual campus, um, the, you know, the, the operations of the camp take as much as they can into consideration for security and for everything else, um, you know, that they've got, um, you know, all of those bases as covered as they can. Um, and like you said, that, that is one of those things that uh, unfortunately um, is a, a factor in you know making these kinds of decisions nowadays um you know when i was first going to camp i don't think any of that would have crossed my parents minds yeah um but you know in in knowing you know the the majority of the staff our camp personal camp staff that comes you know knowing that that we know what we're doing we have experience um and we have, you know, dealt with campers that have a wide variety of various um, issues and and things. And we all have, you know, experience in and expertise in different things from something as relatively benign as homesickness to um, to you know a little bit more intricate issues you know, maybe autism and things like that, you know, we, we have um, the, the experience and some even full-on training with, with dealing with those kinds of things. So, you know, parents can be um, a little bit more at ease knowing that their, their, their child will be well cared for and well looked after. Um, and that, that can be something that they don't have to worry about leaving their child with us. That's good. Anything else on your heart you'd want to share with everyone? Come camp. It's fun. 